Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride. I am joined, as always, by Mike Lung. And Mike, wouldn't you know, as soon as the uh, crop is is done and made and ready to ready to harvest here in a couple of weeks, we get one of the best storms we've had in a long time. Yeah, quite the storm came rolling through here today. We got some hail, we got some very dark clouds, and it feels like it's nine o'clock at about noon. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing how that uh, how that kind of works. We could have used that. Um, maybe in June. Not to say that we're going to have a bad crop, but a um, lot of stuff going on this week, a shortened week because of the holiday. So let's get right to it. We've got to push everything back a day because of the holiday. And we do have a USDA report this week, which looks interesting. They're going to make some changes to uh, to acreage on this report. And that's not something that they do uh, with any regularity on the September report. So um I guess there was just enough FSA data uh, to uh, to be able to, to put themselves out there and put it on a USDA uh, report and update the balance sheets, huh? Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be changed at all or if they're going to kick it back to the end of the month where you have your grain stocks, your planted uh, report, all that good stuff, and see if they make the adjustments then because we saw them do this before in 2019 – but there wasn't the adjustment lower of acres that everyone was expecting to see. Um, so whether or not they make adjustment, very well could. Uh, but I think a big one is going to be with all the reports we've seen this year, there's been a good bullish surprise that's come with a lot of them. And right now it's hard to really piece together a very good bullish surprise, but definitely can't count anything out. Right. Well, the markets certainly don't look bullish right now either. Um, we've broken out of some sideways wedge pattern type uh, trade. Um, you've got, uh, well, I mean, you've got uh, beans uh, sub $13. Corn's knocking on $5. We haven't been below $5 since, what, March? It's been a while. April, something like that. Uh, since that really big, uh, big month of April. And it does look... It does look uh, like there's really not a lot of bullishness out there right now. Now, obviously, that can all change depending on the uh, the export uh, situation with China and all that stuff. But um, you know, you look at uh, the Ukraine; they're they're projected to have a, a big crop. Um, you you know, going into this USDA report for us that pretty much regardless of what the USDA says, it's not going to equate to any kind of a failure in our own crop. So whether you're at 175 or 177 or 178 for corn or you're at 48 or 50 or 51 for beans, it's still a big crop. It's still a good crop. We do have tight ending stocks, but when you have tight ending stocks, a a change of 20 to 50 million bushels in, in a crop like beans makes a big difference. And that's I think that's what we're looking at on these estimates, too. Yeah, and seeing what adjustments they make, whether it be they actually do raise acreage or they drop ending stocks uh, now that we're getting closer to the season, much like we saw last year with the WASDA report where they changed and had the ending stocks sub 2 billion bushel carryout after the marketing season was over. We'll be interested to see what they do and how they go about changing those numbers and especially with the short week we have you saw lower volume here on tuesday you'll have people talk about uh, potential turnaround tuesday tomorrow even though it's wednesday 
So it really messes with you. And you have the lowest close we've had for corn today since, really, we broke above 5 bucks. It's I know for a fact it's been since May. Uh, this is the lowest close for corn. So it'll be interesting to see if we do see some follow-through or if you do see some speculative buying against that $5 mark, uh, especially with now you have all these weekly options, all these cereal options, as well as just the regular dated options, all based off the new crop contracts that December and November uh, for corn and beans respectively. So a lot you can do uh, in regards to options to cover your positions. So spec traders at this point, uh, should be eyeballed, especially if we are going to keep this lower volume mentality going into harvest season. Uh, a little bit of positions can move the market in a larger way at this point. So definitely a lot to be watching out of the report on Friday with the short week and the lower volume. Right. And we have, uh, we have an interesting uh, dynamic now because we do have uh, a, a gap down below the market at 477.5 in D's. And what do, when you look at that gap, are you putting much uh, stock into it as as maybe a a, a target for uh, for technicals at this point or a target for uh, for spec traders at this point to hit that and then maybe take some profit or uh, do you think that'll be an acceleration point because it's it has been what four or five months since we we made that gap is it uh, kind of a forgotten thing that uh, that it's down there. I don't think it's forgotten. It is something that people have been keeping in the back of their mind, but uh, having it more so as that acceleration point as opposed to, okay, we hit it and we're fine, seems to be the way we usually come back and hit those secondary gaps because that is, I mean, we have a gap well below this market that is probably forgotten about by a lot of trade, and I wouldn't expect that to be hit anytime soon, but... To see this 477.5 act more of an acceleration point would not be surprising in the least bit. Just considering there's so many people looking at that, you got the $5 mark, and just to see that continue movements uh, would not be a surprise in the least bit to see, especially if we continue to question what's going on with exports. And we say something along the lines of our crop is it's there. Mm -hmm. You have Ukraine with a big crop. You'll have South America with a crop around the corner, and we'll see how that all develops. But as of right now, I think we're starting with a 128, well above what we've ever seen out of South America for a corn crop. Um, so lot to, lot to eyeball there and say, you know what, uh, could you see panic hedging? Could you see liquidation? Could you see these all be moving in the same direction, which just steamrolls the market? It's entirely possible, right? And and you've you've also since uh, I think it was February or March, you've seen the the funds, especially in corn, continue to back out of long positions. We went from roughly four hundred thousand contracts long to now two hundred, one hundred and ninety something, something like that. And while they're they're nowhere near neutral or even short, it's a it's a, a it's a direction that doesn't make you feel great about uh, the way things are trading right now. Especially when you consider that if they've still got a hundred and some thousand contracts left to to go, just to get back to neutral, how much does that hurt the corn market uh, in the meantime? Yeah, well, with where margins are currently sitting at, it could hurt the mar could hit the market really heavily because you don't have a lot of people that want to jump in here with a futures contract 
when beans are 5500 to hold and you have corn that's sitting near 3000 as well. So mm-hmm. it's expensive to hold these positions. And we've seen air pockets in the past. And if, especially if you see people all going in the same direction with these positions and you're seeing liquidation matched with panic hedging, uh, you can get a lot of momentum moving very quickly. Right. Right. Well, is there anything, you know, from a fundamental perspective or even even from your technical uh, aspect, is there anything that is bullish in either corn or beans right now? The fact that you don't see just a very defined movement out of either. They've been in these wedge patterns. And last time we really saw that was 2011. And the funds did come in here and they did get short a little bit beans before jumping right back into a long position and they're really not that far off of being able to get back to neutral on the bean side of things it could be something that we're looking at a longer term potential move still and we're still looking at potential so let's say inflation comes working back in the mix or whatever it may be and you start to move more to the tangible assets it very well could be the bullish argument down the road but if that happens right now or if we just have a spec trading against the five dollar mark or say we do come in here on the grain stocks report and surprise we don't have a lot of old crop corn and those short squeezes that we've been seeing were the signal saying that we didn't have a lot so that we start with the beginning stocks lower than expected uh, for this new crop and at this point the crop that we're going to be pulling out of the ground which therefore reduces the entirety of the any stocks number, it, it could be a bullish surprise that we're looking at. Okay. So a few things to be watching there as we approach the end of this month and with seasonal time frames of not only the last day of August but also the beginning part of October is finding some seasonal lows, we have some potentials in here to find a base after really leaking a good amount of price action out of these markets Mm -hmm. well and to to remind everybody it's you know this is prime time right now to be uh, to be selling uh soybeans new crop soybeans getting them on uh on the books uh obviously china our number one buyer but it wasn't until what uh november december or uh or maybe even january where they started to come in and buy corn it's entirely possible that we don't see this corn find a real bullish argument until we get to further into uh, pr- uh, planting for Brazil and we start to see maybe we start to see some sales uh, going to uh, to China for corn and that's when we can start to uh, to get excited. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that the bottom's going to completely drop out. We could go right back into a sideways pattern again and sit there. We've seen that in in winters past where we sat in what felt like a 10 or 15 cent range for three months before mm-hmm. we started to uh, started to see those sales come in. So there is some uh, some stuff that uh, doesn't necessarily lead to uh, straight down, but it also doesn't mean that we're going straight back up. There could be a lot of range trading, and that's what we've been doing for the better part of the last uh, two months anyway is range trading. So there's, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it does give you opportunities as you watch these markets to, you know, to trade from both sides of it, but uh, set your set your goals and your profit targets uh, within reason. Yeah. And then if we've learned anything over the last really two years, 
never count on a good black swan event to throw a wrench in every single plan you have. So <laughs> COVID's not gone, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So keep everything in mind. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.